I don't know what that was. Okay. You ready? We're going to bring 150% all of okay. our energy. We're making this all happen. Of it. Woo! That's your pep talk. That's all you get. <laughs> I'm tired from giving you a pep talk. Are okay. ready? Yeah. Are we recording? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't suppose you ever thought of telling me that. Oh, I just did. Thanks. Thanks for looping me in. <laughs> Simplicity Show with Sue and Vince, where we talk about what's happening in the credit union industry, the world, and right here on our credit union team. In this episode, we are covering a topic near and dear to our hearts, our everyday lives so in near. the work world. So dear. <laughs> We're going to talk about how do we make a video? What's the process? Start to finish. And hopefully... There's some takeaways along the way. So let me start with a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you have any fear? Oh, yeah. Spiders, <laughs> tornadoes, <laughs> fires. Existential dread. <laughs> um, whatever the next thing I'm going to ask you is. Yeah, oh, um, that's at fair. any given moment. <laughs> do you have any fear? We'll go through our whole process and then... Our first ever comment will be somebody going, no, you're doing it all wrong. Um, no. It would be helpful, I suppose, as long as they're right and we're wrong. Well, yeah. It would be that helpful. That could be. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not wrong. I'm just not fearful of you're that. You're just not afraid. You're not afraid of being wrong. Right. Okay. I like your, I like your moxie. <laughs> all right. Knowing that. Let's go ahead. Let's do this then, since you're not afraid. (laughs) Uh, The easiest way I could think of to break this down uh, is... Now, we have... With a chorus. Yeah. Break it down. We have a checklist that we go through, but the topmost level of that checklist, when we approach a video project, we break it up into three parts. And I figured... What better way to talk about the process than to the talk three about parts. those three parts? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, step number one. Can I name it? Yeah. Pre-production. Bingo. <laughs> Spoiler alert: We already know how the process goes. Right. So. We do actually. <laughs> this is not an interview on the process. Right. Right. But uh, oh, I should. Oh. Oh, let me backtrack just a second and say a conversation that we had this morning that I should have saved for the podcast. Yes. Uh, I went back and looked, counted up roughly with a margin of error of five or ten along the way. That's a pretty hefty margin (laughs) of error. (laughs) Uh, We have created, since you joined the department... What did we decide? Three years ago now? Almost three years ago, yes. Wow. Right. Three year, so in three years... I, I mean, are you thinking about what to get me for our anniversary present yet? Because we should... No. What is year three? Uh, it's come and gone is what year three is. No, 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 no. August. Is? August. 16. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. August yeah. is 
my th- three-year anniversary in the department. Well, then Ben's October, mm-hmm. also three. So should we wait until Ben's yeah. anniversary? We should We should do something. We should. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now that we figured that Spoilers. out. Spoilers. Anyway. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Since in the three years that we've worked together. Yes, that's where we were. We have created between in the ballpark of a hundred to a hundred twenty-five videos. That blew my mind when you told me that. Yeah. So I, that that's why I was like, I should have saved it for the podcast. Oh. This would have been a much better reaction. Yeah. Live. The nice thing is about my my little mind is that it's very easy to blow. So (laughs) you've blown it again. Congratulations. I was surprised, and I already knew that. (laughs) Now, that is not a hundred unique ideas necessarily because some of those projects were – had multiple – videos in it i'm thinking game of palooza joke of palooza mm-hmm. right that's that's a lot of videos under one project right so it is a hundred videos not a hundred projects right so. what what was the project that had the most videos to it do you know that off the top of your head oh man it had to be a palooza right? yeah it's well i think those are tied up probably are they yeah do you think more than the series Oh, yeah. Because it was like round one is, what, eight videos? Was it? Because it's okay. 16. Divide that by two, yeah. So round one's eight. Round two is four. Round three is two. And I didn't do the math along the way. Okay. It's a and, lot of videos. And our second project was a Palooza, right? Our second video project. Yeah, I think Derek so. Derek was our first. Yep. Then, we remember him fondly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then and then Joe Capalooza. Yeah. So I think we have this. We have talked about. So this is not a, a big shocking revelation to bring up either. But a thing that we have talked about is how terrifically ambitious something like a sixteen video series for two people who have never made videos. Who have made one video together. Arguably, who have never made any videos. Who have never made any videos. Have basically no experience. Right. Yeah. To do that, and to do that in three days. Right? Because yeah. the, the first one was three days long. Well, the filming, yeah, was yeah. three days. So. Yeah. That and was... a month of editing. <laughs> <laughs> that was back in the good old days when we just jumped in and did a thing. and mm-hmm. Had did, no idea what we were doing. Had no it was idea. probably better that way. Yeah. Because now... It didn't keep... Knowing what we were doing didn't keep us from doing it. Because we didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. So, all that to say, we've been around the block. We we have... We have some experience. We have some experience. Yeah. We went from... I went from zero experience Mm -hmm. to... I had... I would say minimal. Okay. So... To... uh, here we are today. Yeah. So we've done the work. Yeah. There's a lot more work to do. But there's more work to do, but we have done the work to be able to say, this is how we do that work. Right. Right. Just me underlining for myself that we're not making this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, a little. Okay. So. So back to, now we're back to. Now we're back to. the three. Yep. Pre-production. Production. 
in post-production. Boom. <laughs> so Mind-blowing. Yes. Pre, I don't know what you would call the middle. Existing. Pre-middle. <laughs> yeah. Post. Yes. So pre-production being the planning phase, production being the actual day of shooting, filming the video, and post-production being the editing so everything else. Break it down. Yes. How do we plan a video? So we've talked about ideas and mm-hmm. where ideas come from and creativity mm-hmm. and some of that. Yep. At at length. Right. But I think that's a good place to start with and talk about where where do the ideas come from and what do we do and what do we do with them once we get them? Yeah, that makes sense. Aside to me. from making videos, <laughs> which is the easy answer to that. Right. So maybe we start with like what are what are the some of the different project types and who initiates those? I mean, we can That sounds dry. Wow. I'm sorry. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you have a better idea? Um I always think I have a better idea. <laughs> so you should not ask that question. Okay. Notice I didn't argue with right. you. Right. I do always think that. You didn't say I did. Just that I think it. Um, we ca- Okay. We can do it that way. I think either way, what we're going to get to is the same process. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's do it the more interesting way. But I, I just think there's like there is a way that we originate a video that to me is the most exciting way to originate a video. Okay. And then Well tell me what that is. While they're all valid ways to do it, <laughs> um, they get increasingly less exciting to me. Okay. As you go through the whole process. Well if so, we do the exciting process, it's it's still the same process. So right. you can extrapolate out the less exciting ones. Right. So to me, the most exciting way that we make something is finger paint um (laughs) (laughs) or paintball either one yeah either just shooting paintballs (laughs) at each other until we have an idea (laughs) um to me the most exciting way is when we get inspired by something uh, sort of out of nowhere and we actually haven't done one of these in a long time now that i think about it Jokapalooza was an example of this, mm-hmm. that we saw something. So it was easier to do that when we didn't know what we were doing. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, but we, to see something, and I don't think, I'm going back through our back catalog mentally as I'm thinking about this. Uh, I don't think it always has been us going, we saw that video, and we liked doing a video like that. I think... It but has, that is a way. That is a way. Um, I think it's sort of this mix of we like that particular kind of video, so let's do it. And we want to do this thing. Does video work? Sure. Right? Yeah. And then doing it that way. But the to me, the pinnacle of excitement for our creative process is when we take something that doesn't, that we are inspired by something else, but there's not a template, there's not a request. It is us saying, 
this is purely a thing we want to do. Let's find a case for doing it and then do it because it looks because it looks fun, because it looks like something that we can get excited about, other people will get excited about, mm-hmm. and let's let's make a case to do it. So let's figure an example out Kay. that we've done. Okay, of that. Yeah. Um, the ones that come to mind that are purely like that would be either one of the Paloozas, the joke of Palooza or the game of Palooza. Mm-hmm. I think the series yeah. falls under that. That That is a little more of kind of the next version. It's sort of a marriage of the next most interesting version to me, which is video that solves a problem. Okay. Right? So let's start with Jokapalooza and then move okay. to the series. Okay. So how, do, how did that come about? Is that where we start with? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think back. It's been a little while. So let me tell you. I will tell you how it came about. Okay. Because this, this happens to be my particular niche in the, in the brain department um, to remember these things. We we had seen it, it was it was going around. There was a uh, there was a series of videos. Who was doing them? Were the NFL videos? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, and I think Ben had seen it first mm-hmm. and showed it to us. But this is a good time to mention that one of one of our one of the great blessings of our job in doing video and some of the other stuff we do is to be able to justify research. <laughs> <laughs> put some there are times when you can put some heavy air quotes around right. Research. To be able, in the in the name of getting inspired to do something mm-hmm. different and creative and fun, um, we do have the opportunity to watch some different and creative and fun things mm-hmm. and do that at work. Yes. Which is nice. Yes. So I think that this was that case. Yep. That we saw a thing and were inspired to figure out how do we do that. And it was February... When we started talking about it, I think. Well, and I think this is this brings up a good point. I actually made a note when we were talking about Look it before. Look at you making notes. When we proud of you. talking about <laughs> doing, uh, m- not doing, coming up with ideas, mm-hmm. a big source of ideas is other things we've seen. Right. But when we go to do that, it's never okay, let's do exactly that, mm-hmm. right? It's here's this thing, here's how they did it. How can we do that but do it differently? Put our own spin on it, right. give it our own flavor, right. et cetera. Yes. And I pro- because we're talking about video, I am sure we could get to this and 
talk about it at length. But that is not just a, ooh, this is the thing we're thinking about. Like, this is the thing that you and I, as creative people, hang our hats on as far as our professional integrity. Being Mm -hmm. able to go, we're not going to take your thing and fully emulate it. Right. We're, We're going to take your thing, figure out what our purpose is for doing it, what it looks like when we do it. Um, I think sometimes, even as I'm describing this, I think sometimes there are things that we're doing pre-production that don't necessarily show up in the finished product where you might be able to, somebody might go, well, except that it's clear, like you copied their thing there. So you might not know, oh, but here's how, this is what we did to -hmm. make this, suit a business purpose of what we're doing. So um, a lot of those kinds of things have to do with culture at the credit union. So getting people engaged, getting people, you know, getting the people on the staff together to do things together, um, to work with them, showing that side of them to the public. Like there's, there's a lot that I think we put into it that is not that just is a different flavor and for us maintains that professional uh, integrity that might not, in the finished product, you might go, oh, but that's just that thing that you did. Mm-hmm. I overexplained that. That's okay. Good for me. <laughs> <laughs> so with Chocapalooza, uh, the premise being, so, so it, was, it was a very similar structure. Mm-hmm. And just in terms of what it was, it was telling jokes and not laughing. Right. But what we did to sort of take that to a different level was it was February. Uh, ben had independently sent us that video. Mm-hmm. Also sent us a message saying, March is March Madness. Maybe mm-hmm. we should do something to tag on to that. Right. And we went, well, Maybe we should do that. You just sent us to this thing. That. And we could do that. And right, right. so it's again back to the idea of just making connections. Mm-hmm. Two separate messages were like, boom, mm-hmm. put them together. Now you have a tournament of right. jokes. Right. So. so that one is a good example of it is not just we saw a thing, it made us laugh, we wanted to make the thing. It was. From a business perspective, it was about, especially at that time, so that's 2017. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So it's early 2017. Yeah. That is a lot about uh, brand awareness, getting our name Mm -hmm. out there, um, working on. We were still deep in the throes of trying to figure out social media and getting some of that stuff really rolling. So it was that. It was bringing members of the staff together. So there was an employee engagement and culture aspect to it. And it was a a literal competition. So uh, in the examples that we saw, you could win or lose that match, right? Mm -hmm. But I know I'm explaining it to you and you were there. But the point (laughs) is. uh, But so in what we did, it was actual March Madness pairings down to grand champions and a winner. And I think that as as far as the strategy goes, especially 
we were, like you said, heavy in figuring out the social media stuff, but on a grander scale, also just our strategy mm-hmm. in all of it, in video, in social mm-hmm. media, in marketing. Mm-hmm. So a big thing for us was <clears throat> we want to create content that people want to watch. Right. And if you put yourself as the viewer, a lot of the types of things, types of videos that specifically businesses like to make, think that it is valuable to make, are not the kinds of things that are engaging to watch. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get people engaged and watching your thing, it has to be entertaining. Right. And this was sort of that nice, at the time, that presented itself through our boss, Mm-hmm. a great way to bring all that together. Right. I think of, I remember, I don't remember what commercial it was anymore, but commercial plays on TV and then, boom, product or company thing right at the end. But it's this whole, like, story that really has nothing to do with mm-hmm. the product or very loose connection sort of slipped in at the end. Right. I remember my wife saying, like, like commercials are just you don't even know what it's for anymore like it's and that I'll never forget that because that really is where things have come along that here's this product and here's why this product is great Mm -hmm. and here's why you should buy this product to engaging people and connecting with them on a more emotional level and entertainment does that um but those are the types of things when you're thinking strategy, mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's a reason every commercial you see nowadays is a makes you smile or cry or right. whatever. Right. Or at least the ones that you remember because that's what you remember. Right. And it's interesting to think about because really it, it that kind of stuff is custom made for a financial institution because we don't have a physical product. Mm-hmm. So all we can sell, I mean, we have accounts, we have services. They're still not physical products. Right. All we can sell is how using what we do makes you feel. Mm-hmm. So it is, for us, it is, we're uniquely, us and other financials, are uniquely positioned to be able to sell that way. Um not that I think everybody was aware of that, but it works well for us. And what social media does for us is it gives us this opportunity to put everything all in one place. So we can have a funny video that people watch and go, I don't know why you just did that. Mm-hmm. In line with, here's the thing about, you know, we do mortgages. And in line with, we're doing this thing you know, this sponsorship or, you know, here are our volunteers. So we can put all of that together and in social, on social media. And it gives you this much more holistic view of who we are, what we're doing, and brings you everything that you can feel about us mm-hmm. rather than um, traditional, very like older traditional marketing, which 
you know, and there I'm thinking like a singular TV commercial, a singular radio commercial, a billboard, a newspaper ad where all you can get because all you can really do is one message at a time or it's too much. Mm-hmm. People are only going to get one thing out of you, right? Mm-hmm. So be, being able to come in and start doing video really robustly at that time, it just it, I th- it worked really well. And I don't know, I'm very excited right now, so you should probably <laughs> taser me or something. I'm not sure what's <laughs> happening. Well, and to another overall strategy point of what we're trying to do is humanize right. what we do. So what we want to show, what we would rather do, and we've talked about this before, is rather than talk about all our products and all the great features of them, is show you a person mm-hmm. and so let you know that when you come to work with us, hey, you're working with people and mm-hmm. not robots. And that we know that we're working with people right. and not just robots. Right. So to be able to pull that all together in a entertaining way, but then not just show employees, but show employees in a more, I'll use the word real. I don't like using that to describe things because mm-hmm. we're all real people, but right. in a, in a more accessible, relatable right. way. Yeah. Then that hopefully from the business side of things, what that does is plants the seed in someone's mind that oh when it comes time that I'm thinking about a product Mm -hmm. and where am I going to go for that product the people that are in my mind are those people right so that's where I'm gonna go our chubby bunny lady yeah (gasps) (laughs) who got called out in the store which I think is absolutely fantastic yes we we will link to ooh is that whole bunch Mm -hmm. of we can get those bunch of videos up on YouTube if they I think they now. are, but we'll Kay. if they're not we'll, we'll link to that. So if yeah. you haven't seen Joka Palooza, and also as painful as it is for me to say that because I'm picturing it in my head now and I'm thinking, ooh, I could have looked just could have looked better. <laughs> but but do watch all the way to the end and you can see Chubby Bunny Lady and you will understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and one of our one of our dear wonderful friends um, won the competition and uh, she had to go to some lengths to do that. Mm-hmm. But let's move on from Jokapalooza. Okay. What's, so that, that's an example, to tie a bow on it, that's mm-hmm. an example of a thing that we said, um, this is a thing that we think serves a number of purposes, one of those purposes being it looks like a blast to do. Right. And we made a good business case for doing it. Do you, ooh, ooh, question before we move on. Do you think that was a hard sell three years ago? Bah, two and a half years ago? To who? To just the word, world in general. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we got a good response out of it, so... Right. No? You don't think so? No. Okay. I, and the reason I asked the question is that I think we felt uh, a little rebellious. I mean, you know, and in the credit union space, especially at that time... Um, and there just wasn't the number of people using video and using it well. Not that I say we used it well at that time, but um, but especially in the financial space. And 
it was, at least in our area, an, an unusual thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I do think there have been a couple of projects, maybe more than one, maybe more than a couple, I mean, <laughs> that, I, that I recall thinking, like, if someone's going to criticize us for just screwing around... <laughs> oh, for sure. These, these That's are, true. These are the things that we're going to get yeah, criticized for just that. screwing around. That we <laughs> somebody is going to call us to the carpet, and we're going to have to justify this. Sure. That's all. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Moving on. Uh, one more bow on that to say. So many bows on this. It's like a Christmas present. The reason we did we turned that into Game of Palooza, and not just another Joker Palooza, was that same idea that. Even when it comes to our own ideas, mm-hmm. we don't just want to do the same thing over and over again. We want right. to, what can we do differently? Right. Bigger or better or fill in the blank. Yeah. Just try a thing. Different. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, and it didn't hurt that we went through, I don't know the, the actual number, somewhere between 150 and 300 jokes. Oh, the year yeah. before. And I literally, there were no more jokes on the internet. They're all out. I did not yeah. want to find any more jokes. That was, <laughs> that was so I painful. I was horrified by that. We had some tough competitors. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now switching to the series as the second best way to come mm-hmm. up with an idea, which was bum, bum, bum. to solve a problem. To solve a problem. That's right. Right. Okay, thank you. Yes. Did, oh, you didn't actually know. remember what I said. Yeah, you were exactly. Hoping, okay, yes. <laughs> That's why I set you up. Yeah, okay. you delivered. Thank you. Thank you. I could have just not pointed out that you didn't know what I was going to say. Yeah, it would have got real awkward real fast. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, maybe it still did. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> yes. Um, and in this context, when we say solve a problem, we're not saying, like, a bad problem, a negative problem. Right. We're saying we were this, posed. This is a thing that fills a need. Yes. Yeah. We were given a need. Mm-hmm. That need being, our boss told us we needed to figure out how we were going to advertise our products. Right. And Specifically, our like mobile service. Yeah. Type stuff. Yep. So, given oh, and. Here's another callback. We talked about, I believe it was in the episode on creativity, mm-hmm. that a way to generate creativity, that creativity is just solving problems. Right. And so yes. that, rather than saying, make a video, mm-hmm. it was, we need to promote mobile services. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? We now had a framework, a right. constraint to work within. And specifically, a thing that we did in, I'll use the word brainstorming. We're notoriously terrible at that. When he says, let me just translate, when he says brainstorming, he means staring awkwardly at each other for five seconds. Somebody blurts out one answer. (laughs) We all agree on it. And then we move ahead. Right. (laughs) So we were staring trying to come up with an idea, and it was just this, well, what, and I don't even remember where it started, but 
what if we did this? And then what if we did this? And then what if... And it just kept building up and up and up until the point where we landed was a series Mm -hmm. in nine parts. We did come up with that right away. But a series in nine parts that each of those mobile services would have a loose connection to and back to the whole commercial thing it was it would be this narrative storyline that in a relatable way mm-hmm. would describe how someone might benefit from those products right so uh can i before you move ahead let me interrupt and as i do and Let's take a minute to dwell on the whole marketing 101 sort of aspect of this, which is the way that you, you can break down how, what channel you're going to use, how you're going to do it, how you're going to get any message out. This was really a textbook case, even though we ended up with an unusual answer. This was really a textbook case of uh, we're talking about mobile services, so we're talking to a specific. At that point, we're saying, now, okay, I'm interrupting myself in my brain right now. Can you see this? Uh, I can hear it. At this, so at that point, we know that multiple people of multiple different generations use mobile services, but you can't market a product or service to everyone all at one time. Right. You, one of the things you have to do is choose who you are talking to because that tells you how you're going to talk. So we knew it was going to be a mobile service thing. Um, we know that we knew that there was a high likelihood we would be able to get more adopters of mobile services out of a like 19 to 35 year old demographic. Okay, mm-hmm. so at that time, that gives us that like millennial sort of age. So we knew uh, what we wanted to do. We knew who we were going to talk to, and we also addition we additionally knew that you were not going to like we could easily eliminate some things. You're not going to try to convey the uses of mobile services in newspaper. You're not going to, right? <laughs> so there are a lot of things you don't, like yeah. it's, it's unsaid. You don't actually go, should we do the newspaper? Should we do? <laughs> <laughs> but it, like, so it's that thing of. You could have run like a QR code in the newspaper. You could. You yeah. could. Does anybody use QR codes anymore though? Did anybody ever? Um, my husband <laughs> was always really, but he's, he's an early adopter. So everything for him is like, did you know you can do this? Boop, and then it's really exciting for a while. Mm-hmm. So yes, he did, but never really caught on. Even okay. He gave it up. But anyway, so that you sort of go through, and by necessity, I, I think probably the reason I'm, first of all, why am I all up in your business about anything ever? I don't know the answer to that. But the reason I'm all up in your business about this. <laughs> land right? the plane, Sue. Land the plane. <laughs> is that uh, I think there's a misconception, and it's a thing we've talked about before, that we decide to do a thing because we want to do the thing, and we just push forward. 
sometimes the strategy that we end up with um, is only, is sort of unspoken, like the newspaper thing. Like we didn't even talk in that conversation, are we going to do newspaper? Right. But it does, even if the conversation is not as explicit as what are we trying to sell? Who are we trying to talk to? How, what is the best way to reach these people? Um, we always go through those steps and it might be unspoken agreement. It might be, you know, occasionally uh, when, we've, when we've met and worked on things, it has been, yeah, but does that really work for this group of people? That doesn't even come up that much. Mm-hmm. But it always is part of the strategy. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. With all those hand gestures. So. That were not useful. While it may not always seem that way, there's always strategy involved. I don't like that you make it sound that simple after I spent 10 minutes explaining something. I don't love that. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's a true story. Just to wrap up. Just to wrap up. Thank you. Summary. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the, uh, what was I going to say? What I was going to say was the genesis, this is an opinion now, and you can see if you agree. The genesis of the idea happened in a meeting with us and Ben. This was one I remember suggesting we do a thing, different, a lot different than what we ended up with, but a thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember consciously going to myself, this is probably the one that he says no to. Right. Well, especially after we got to the conclusion we got to. Mm-hmm. We were like, because we were really trying to do this new thing where we just try to build on an idea and don't say no mm-hmm. to an idea, right? So we just, like we built it up to this, what in our minds was this ridiculous extreme. Mm-hmm. Because to your point, like we hadn't really made much in the way of video content before. Right. So to think of doing a nine-part series mm-hmm. that we would have to write and find people to do. and sh- like It was just this, nothing about it was familiar <laughs> right? in the production sense. So it was just this ridiculous conclusion, and we went in to him, like, no, there's no way, like, Maybe, like, he might tone it down a little bit. Like He oh, might let us do one of these. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'll never forget, we pitched the idea. And I don't even know if he hesitated. But he was just like, okay, so go and do it. Yeah. Crickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's interject here that now this is still 2017. This is our now third project yeah so we went from one project which was uh, a single setup one person stationary shot one camera maybe two cameras did we have two i don't think i don't we, even remember i don't think it we might just two. be one yeah okay with Sing- some b-roll right with some b-roll typical um, interview mm-hmm. scripted interview semi-scripted well yeah yeah no. Yes, fully scripted. Well, because what we would do. Okay, quick sorry. Quick backstory on the process. Yes. We, would, we sat down with Eric. 
had a conversation with him, mm-hmm. based on the conversation, built out wrote a script. A script. Right. Right. With his quotes. Right. Basically. Um, and the reason we would do that, and we still do that, is just to to get everything encapsulated. Mm-hmm. You know, get it all nice and neat and tight together. And um, yes, so one camera scripted single person sitting in one stationary place mm-hmm. to Jokapalooza. Which was a pretty big project to tackle. <laughs> right. And we did over three, we shot in three days. And edited and released over the course of about a month. Right. To then, and that was all. I just really, I really want to make sure this is clear how insane this was. So, Jokapalooza, one setup, multiple cameras, I think. Two cameras, maybe, that on that Three. one. Three cameras? Yeah. Okay. Three cameras, multiple cameras. Um, way more people. Yep. Um, so, 16, to be exact. Yeah. So, that was a ton of scheduling. Yeah. And then it was, because it was um, tournament style, it was scheduling and preemptive scheduling so it was you have to be here this day if you win you have to be there that day you know mm-hmm. um but still because they brought us everything that had to happen besides the scheduling and all and the camera setup when we're actually shooting they handled it right so that part made it that was simple yeah the actual production right it was all the planning, which and is the, the stage we're talking about. Right. Uh, and that was all, but that was all shot in one location. Mm-hmm. And then cut to our next project is the series, mm-hmm. which is eight cast, eight cast members, six cast members, seven? Ish. Seven. Somewhere between six and eight. Yeah. Um, so multiple people, two of them were not employees. Um, because we got people, to, volunteers, <laughs> mm-hmm. to do it. Um, nine different locations. Yeah. Yep. Over s- six months. So a couple of them had a couple of locations. Yeah. yeah. Over over the course of about six months. Right. Fully scripted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, including jokes that people had to, like, including a little bit of comedic timing and things that had, uh, yeah, so fully narrative. So then we're talking um, breaking a story, fully scripting it, uh, talent directing, talent scheduling. Location figuring out. Yes, location scouting, scouting in quotes. Um, because most of our scouting was, yeah, we should do it there. <laughs> um, yeah. Wardrobe. Yep. Just a whole. Yeah. And every episode was different. So we had an interior, we just had an interior in a single room. We had an interior in a business. Right. Mm-hmm. We had so an interior in a coffee shop and everything an open coffee shop. Right. Um, we had which had some unique challenges. Yes, we had one in the branch that we did like an office style. 
Yeah, we we revisited the branch a time yeah. or two, but yeah. um, we did one in black and white. Yeah, like a genre thing. Mm-hmm. We did one that was everyone again. We don't, did we only we only had two shoots that were, were everybody. Right. Yeah, the first and the last. Yep. But yeah, we did. Oh, we did one with music. Mm-hmm. We had um, uh, an all-original score. It was a lot. Yeah. But this isn't even, like, that's, I'm getting past pre-production. Yeah, a little really. bit. Really. So we, and we, so that was, I'm just, that's to paint the picture, like, that was, I had no idea going in what that would be like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had, um, I had written and directed in theater, Right? So, like, that whole part of it, like, scripting and that thing and directing for theater, I knew this this much about. But <laughs> Just holding up her fingers with a very small space it's in between them. It's a very small them. space. Um, but all of the rest of it. And also when you're talking about uh, doing something for uh, theater. Um, and specifically I'm talking about high school, but the point is <laughs> everybody has to be there at the same time. You set the time. Everybody's in school, right? Yeah. So everybody gets done with school at the same time. And <laughs> you just, it's, and it's the scheduling side of it. You just say either you show up every single night or you're off the cast. Right. It just right. sort of schedules itself almost. Right. So what we did here though yeah. was, um, involved... In the pre-production, beside get, besides getting the script written, which I think the first three were done mm-hmm. when we started shooting. Yeah. And we said, oh, if we've got the first three done, we're going to be fine. Um, we were not fine. We were not. <laughs> uh, because we were, we were finishing scripts up to like, the day of. The day of. <laughs> Not in all of them. No. There was one, it was the day of. Yeah. That the script finished, but yeah. Um, and then scheduling people, including two people that don't work here, but even mm-hmm. scheduling people that work here. From multiple offices. From multiple offices. offices was a thing. Finding locations. Um, so what I'm talking a lot because we're talking pre-production. Mm-hmm. And to be fair to our audience, pre-production is very much my problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, I keep hitting this thing. Stop hitting the thing. Just, I'll shut up, and I, want, I have a question for you. Oh. As long as we're talking about the series, what, if anything, knowing that I had basically zero experience in what we were specifically doing. And you assume I did? <laughs> no, but to have to, to have to hand over that part of the project to somebody you know doesn't have the experience to do it necessarily and just trust that that stuff is going to happen so that you can finally get to the part that you do um, what, what was that like? 
especially because now we're talking we're talking 2017 we had been working together six months Paul it wasn't too difficult considering I didn't want to do it so it was really easy because yeah. you're just like I don't I have no idea what's happening so I, I don't deal with that level of detail oh wow so I just hope she doesn't screw it up right okay and we did it and we did it I didn't screw it up too much a little we, uh, it was a big learning curve. Sure was. <laughs> That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, I'd say that a little facetiously, but but really honestly, they, and in the other couple projects we had done, mm-hmm. the the that's just sort of what naturally we gravitated towards as the splitting up of the duties. Wow. <laughs> I see that look. Do you? What's that look? What does that look mean? That look says that you were not as willing of a participant. That's not untrue. That's not untrue. But also, I have to be. Uh, I have to be okay with where my particular skill set lies, even if I don't enjoy doing some of the things I am able to do. Scheduling, specifically. Scheduling. Yes. Neither of us enjoy it. Yeah. So that's what that's all about. Yes. But one of us is at least persistent about it. The yeah. Dogged. Yeah. Is the way I like to think of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so pre-production, just mm-hmm. to get down to brass tacks, is a ton of scheduling. It is figuring out who you need, when you need them there, what they need to do. Um, if you're going to have a script. If you're not, if you're going to have a script, you have to write it and you have to get it to them. Mm-hmm. And a lesson that we learned from the series was you have to get it to them and you have to make sure there's an implicit understanding that they know it, which is not, I mean, like looking back <laughs> at it now, no, we never had that conversation, but the, the people in the, in the series had lines. And coming from the experience, the experiences we'd probably both had in school or whatever, like you get handed a script and you know you have a part, then you know you learned your lines. Right. So we never, we never handed a script and said, memorize your lines because we didn't think to do that. Because that's what you do. Because it seemed logical. Yeah. However, you have to have a thing, a takeaway from that is, you have to have an understanding of how prepared they have to be on the day. Mm-hmm. And so... And communicate that. And communicate that, which is cool to know that because um, that is a thing that we've definitely had growth in to be able to say, now when we do pre-production, uh, either... Now, I'm lucky because we get to work with Bridget a lot, and Bridget was in the series with us, and so we're pretty familiar with what Bridget is going to bring to the table and how she's going to handle things, and we already have that implicit understanding that if there's a script, I have to get it to her. Right. Because... And um, and to her credit, that was one of the the reasons why we wanted to continue working with her mm -hmm. is because her, she, and Sammy... Yes. uh, The two that... We are two community volunteers. Yes. We rope them in. We suck them into our weird little family. But specifically, we got connected with them through the local theater program mm-hmm. at the college. So they 
both had similar experiences that we did. Right. So they understood. And when they came, they had their lines memorized. Right. Or right. if they didn't, apologized profusely, knowing <laughs> right. that that was an expectation. Right. So. Right. And I will, ne- I will absolutely never forget. And I know this is getting into the production part of it. But the very last day on the very last shoot where somebody who still works with us and whose name I will not invoke to not make him feel bad, even though I know he doesn't always listen to the podcast, said to me, you know, it would have been good if we'd have learned these lines. And I, <laughs> no, right. I could have punched him in the face. Could have punched him in the face. Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> but yes, so that's a thing pre-production-wise that is the thing that we learned in the last three years, that you have to have, either you have to communicate, no, you don't have to learn these lines, you don't have lines to learn, come and have this mentally prepared or don't mm-hmm. mentally prepare anything, right. or you have to get them the lines in, an, in advance, enough in advance, that they can prepare what they have to do. And I think that's particularly uh, relevant if you're not working with actors Right. And actresses that mm-hmm. if you are working with, for example, people in your company mm-hmm. who may not know that implicitly. Right. That's where that extra communication can come in handy. Yes. So. Pre-production. Pre-production. Wrangle the talent. Find the space. Mm-hmm. The A lot. Now, I don't handle everything in pre-production. Again, I know you know that. I'm telling them. Uh Part of pre-production is us sitting down and or us already knowing going in because we've discussed it really early on. What does it look like? What does, you know, what kind of a space do we need? Um, sometimes, even as we're developing the idea, we have the space in our mind and we've agreed on what that space is mm-hmm. so that we don't have to say, okay, well, what space matches what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. We, like, we, I think a lot of that stuff comes together for us really early on in the project so we can just roll forward with getting everything lined up rather than back and forth. And, yeah. So location, um, wardrobe. Yep. All the details. All the details. And spending a little time, uh, and this is something that we're working to get better at this year, spending some time making sure that maybe particularly if I write a script, but also if we're talking about it, even if it's not a written script, that we are having a discussion in pre-production, what does the finished product look like? Mm -hmm. So that I am getting... So that when we're there on the day, I know what's in your head, you know what's in my head, and we end up with, even if it's a compromise, we end up with a finished product we're both happy with, and it's not, like, I was thinking one thing, you were thinking the other thing. Although that hasn't happened too much. Well, not that sort of, well, that it doesn't sort of, that dovetails nicely into kind of the last thing I wanted to bring up with pre-production. I know we're spending a lot of time on this, but really that... That's if you screw up pre-production, times, you're not going to get anything done. Yeah, that's where the most time <laughs> should be spent is in the planning. Um, just to say how difficult it is to pitch an idea, right? Because 
I mean, we're just primarily two people that were the two people most involved Mm -hmm. in the process, usually just us. So even between us, but I mean, take it to another level of whether it's getting Ben involved, our boss, or if he has to get somebody else involved for approval and all that, it is uniquely difficult to pitch an idea to get that understanding of what's in your head Mm -hmm. into somebody else's head. And if I could give just a hot tip on how to do that, uh, having a script Mm -hmm. can be a great way to, so not just, don't just go in trying to explain the idea, but, and this is the thing, we're continuing to learn this Mm -hmm. in a recent project that we did, we were having a difficult time coming to a consensus on the idea, and then Sue wrote the script And then it just made so much more sense to be Mm -hmm. able to see it on paper in script form. It's like, oh, now I can see Mm -hmm. how this all works out. And, you know, the the tough thing about that, and I'm not inherently disagreeing with you. It's going to feel like I disagree with you, but I'm not inherently disagreeing with you. Doesn't it always? No. (laughs) (laughs) The tough thing about that is really balancing how much time you spend writing something Mm-hmm. that might get thrown away, right? Sure. So if you, like, if you are going to write, I guess, what you would call a spec script yeah, to be able to pitch something, um, make it, I would say, an excellent representation of what it would be, mm-hmm. but don't... Don't fight to make it the finished product. Right. Does that sound like good advice? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Lessons learned. Have we adequately covered? Have we beaten pre-production to death? I think so. Okay. Let's talk about production. Okay. So if I could put it simply. Now, again, it, it. (laughs) <laughs> you have to think about all these things in pre-production, mm-hmm. but I, I, in my head, I always start with the first, like you hear lights, camera, action. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's down the road, right? You, you need to figure out the lighting, what camera and lens you're using, mm-hmm. framing-wise, composition-wise, audio, how are you capturing audio. Uh, that's really the main brunt of production it's just doing that so you need well, to plan all that yes but then f- for my part right pressing all the buttons mm-hmm. like that's it's just doing then doing that on right. the day and we've done it i'm trying to think how many different ways maybe i don't need to put a number to it but probably between 100 and 125. Right. But <laughs> what I mean is we have, like, on the same project that we were talking about um, with the script thing, we, the day that we sort of got approval on the idea, mm-hmm. we already had ideas in our head of what it looked like. Yeah. And we actually, right after that meeting with the client, uh we're able to sit down and go, here's what I'm thinking. This is what this looks like. Mm-hmm. And so now, and we're three weeks away from actually shooting it. 
we we already know where the lights are going to be, where the cameras are going to be, what how the, roughly no how they'll be framed. Mm-hmm. We have all of that sort of figured out because it all fits into what the script sounds like, what we're trying to convey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it took a long time to be able to get to a point where we could do that. And it, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt that in this specific case, the location is a well-known enough location that everybody in the room knows what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So that makes it much easier to say when you're drawing out a diagram, there's a camera here and that's how this shot looks like. Mm-hmm. And this is in the background. And right without actually having examples, which is a great thing to do in pre-production, mm-hmm. location scout and get some example shots. Barring that, uh, having that common space that we all know what it is, that may, that helped, just helped the whole process mm-hmm. for them to get an idea of it and feel more comfortable with it, not only from the script, but from get sort of an idea of what it'll look like in their head. Mm-hmm. So so let's let's talk about people on the day when we're actually talking production mm-hmm. and working with talent and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's sort of the other arm of it all. There's sort of the... See, again, so there's... there's it's fortunate there are two of us because mm-hmm. there's sort of uh, a natural divide in responsibilities. Um, yep, 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 yep. And uh, so... In production, my my role when we're actually when he's pushing buttons and setting up lights and well after the lights are set up, mm-hmm. I help. <laughs> <laughs> Is the people side of it, yeah, and getting getting people to do the thing that we need them to do, right? So why is that? Why is what? Why is that my job? Because you're good at it. Okay, that's not really what I was fishing for. I think what I was fishing <laughs> for was why do you need uh, – if you can run a camera, and I think I'm specifically thinking about if somebody is thinking of doing this stuff by themselves, right? Okay, uh, okay. Right? I see where you're going with okay. this now. <laughs> so yeah. what, if, if you can like envision the, envision the shot, run the camera – Light it appropriately if you feel like you're a good writer. You know what I mean? If you can do all of that setup ahead of time, all the pre-production stuff, set everything up on the day, and then you have bodies there, why would it be a good idea to have someone, maybe someone easier to work with, but someone like me, (laughs) (laughs) to be present um, while you shoot? Yeah, I mean, from... On the technical side of things, the way you say it, not in a bad way, but sort of downplays, right? There's there's a lot to be thinking about. And I think this mm-hmm. is what you're getting at, that how you light the scene and set the mood that way. What settings are you using on the camera? Is the microphone on and working? Mm-hmm. And did you hit the record button? And did you hit the record button on the camera? And At the same time, you mean? Yeah. Huh. And is the autofocus staying on their face? Or are you manually focusing it? Or blah, blah, blah. And there's mm-hmm. just a hundred million little things that you have to keep an eye on to then also think about the, peer, the person and... How are they giving the performance and are they getting the mood and tone and direction that you want? And mm-hmm. it's just not that it can't be done, but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So 
it is greatly helpful to be able to split that up on sort of the technical side, the people side of things to say, okay, someone's going to push the buttons and make sure the tech, make sure things are rolling and the cameras are working and everything's going mm-hmm. that we're actually getting video and audio and that it looks good. And then have somebody else dedicated to the performance and the talent and making sure that their hair is good and all of the like all of the million and one things that come with that mm-hmm. and working with people mm-hmm. because and we've experienced this time and time again there are still things that fall through the cracks mm-hmm. little details so there's this third thing that we don't have enough eyeballs for which is we can so which is the setting Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm never, I'm literally never going to forgive us for that stupid cord <laughs> that's in the back. Is it? Yeah, in Joke Palooza, right? Is where I that don't stupid cord one. is. Yeah. Um, so you have the, you basically have sort of three zones of responsibility, right? At its so, simplest. Right, right. So you have camera stuff, and it. Yep. There's the there is an actual physical space that cameras and lights and audio and all of that are occupying, and even on some of the shoots we do, as soon as you have two cameras, which is this is the thing we've experienced, um, as soon as you have two cameras, audio lights, that even just that, which and when I say just, I don't mean like that's like nothing. <laughs> I mean once everything's set. It mm-hmm. would feel to the layman like it should go. Right. But that's already three different things and probably eight pieces of equipment that mm-hmm. one person is watching. Right. And we've had an experience where uh, I've been working with that, where we've tried to divide stuff and just a camera goes off. And we don't know the camera turned off mm-hmm. because you're trying to keep everything else going and I'm trying to work talent yeah, stuff. Specifically, that was a an interview video, but we were doing a piece of it to another level where we're incorporating movement on the second right. camera. So I was solely dedicated to that second camera and mm-hmm. running that movement back and forth. And yeah, I had I hit the record button, let the main camera go, mm-hmm. and about five minutes into a 10, 12 minute interview, it had shut off and we didn't know about it because mm-hmm. we didn't have eyeballs on it. Right. So even so that's one zone of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, you have that zone of responsibility around the people. And depending what you're doing, it is, it's sort of a different thing. Either you're talking like the series where you're actually talking performance. It's all performance, but you're talking a, a level of performance that is super specific. So you mm-hmm. have written word. Yeah. And the written word to the script uh, is crafted. This, it all sounds so overblown, and I can't believe my ego right now is upset this stuff. <laughs> but it, it's crafted specifically to the way the writer crafted it. Right. So when you talk performance there, 
you're talking like it's this thing is written to do exactly what it's doing and we have to you have to have someone who's making a choice that either the performance that that person gave elevated that material or they're not hitting the mark and so you're dealing you deal with that mm-hmm. um if you have unscripted or interview stuff, you're still talking performance because you're talking, you need to make that interview the best that interview is going to be. And if you are not talking to, if you're not commonly interviewing people who are commonly interviewed, um, then there's sort of a different, a sort of a different level of responsibility Mm-hmm. to make that a good experience. I mean, you always you want to make it a good experience, but the point right. is to pull out the best interview from somebody who doesn't get interviewed. Right. One, and then beyond that, the third zone of responsibility is basically everything outside of the people. Right. So it's the, the whole set. setting. It's everything around the edges. It's everything behind them. Mm-hmm. And so that's, the third, that's our third set of eyes that we try and tag team mm-hmm. as best we can. I th- I th- but has lot, fallen through the cracks. But, yeah, but is a thing that we have missed very much to our chagrin. Right. <laughs> In the past. Yep. Yeah. So it's a lot, a lot that goes on. And mm-hmm. we've done shoots um, with lots and lots of people that I think arguably once you get going – it's sort of the chaos of everything. Like you just roll with the chaos and it it begins and ends on, I don't know how to say this, but you just have to follow it and do the thing. And there isn't like the, I'm thinking of the one with the kids. Um, there oh. isn't any directing. <laughs> there's no directing the talent other than try and keep them here. Yeah. Right. Um, Corral the children. Right. Throw in more balloons. Right. Um, and so that's sort of a low level of talent work mm-hmm. um, all the way up to working, you know, on the series, which now that I think about it, as we're having this conversation, I, I want, I want to do another one because we learned so much from that. And like the <laughs> level of time we took with the talent wasn't enough. Sure. That's what I'm saying to you right now. But I'll, I'll tell you that the level of time we took with, fill in the blank wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> With basically anything on that? Probably true. Probably true. Okay. So that's production. Do we Production. Need, what else? Are you checking that off the list of stuff? Boom. And we Done. move on to post-production. And post-production. I'll just shut up now because this is all you, brother. Uh, so once we have all the footage and audio, I take that into editing on the computer. Um and what what do I even say about editing? So there's there are times when we take an edit and just throw music underneath it. And there are times, and this is a thing where... It's way more complicated than that. So yeah, I love that you just said that. We just take an edit and throw music under it. Right. Well, just, I'm starting just somewhere, that. okay? Yeah. I don't know where to start. Okay. I'm so I'm too familiar with it. So. Okay. Uh, then a thing we're trying to or going to try to do more of is to that point of having in the script, knowing the tone and all of that, finding mm-hmm. the track, the music track that goes along 
or elevates that tone, mm-hmm. have that picked out, and then edit with that, mm-hmm. edit to that even, and really bring those two together to just bring the whole mood and emotion to it in a new way, in mm-hmm. a better way. So what, what, so what questions do you have for me on I, editing? I have a maybe, thousand questions. Maybe we should go that way because, like I said, I'm, yeah. I'm too familiar with it, yeah. so I don't know where to start. So I have a thousand questions. And I'm, would you say, this is a leading question, would you say that the strength of whatever our finished product is is really in the edit that you could well in as much as that is the finished product right no but what i mean is (laughs) i you you the choices that you make i think i'm trying to compliment you so please take it the because we end up in some cases we end up with multiple takes of a thing Mm -hmm. in other cases we just have what we have and then it's a choice of what you keep and what you discard but in every case, when you come to editing, your job in that whole process is to take the best of everything we have mm-hmm. and put it together. And that includes, you know, video and audio and then adding the music and adding any what other, other elements need to add. Putting it together in the absolute best way to tell whatever story we're trying to tell at that moment that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. So if you, if we didn't have a skilled editor for the things we do, and I'm right now I am specifically thinking of the, um, the would you rather videos mm. because that insert plug for our e-newsletter, the bestie. Yes. If you subscribe to the bestie, um, which you can do at our website. You can see these Would You Rather videos, but I don't know how, how much, two hours? Do you think we had two hours of stuff altogether? If you threw a number at the wall, it doesn't yeah. matter, lie to us. Sure. It's fine. So one, one to two. I'll give you one to two. Anywhere between one to two hours of stuff, mm-hmm. and we're not just going to play one to two <laughs> hours of stuff back to back. It would be we could. pretty painful. Um Make my job a lot easier. Yeah, but what you, you know, you have you have options when you go to edit something like that, and if you edit it well, so that everything takes precisely the amount of time it should take, right? And it ebbs and flows. Um, you can you end up with something that is well done as opposed to mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the question? The the question was: Is the strength of whatever we're going to do the finished product in the edit? Is that where it lives or dies? Um, that is the last place that it lives or dies. Okay. <laughs> um, I I always think of. I don't know who said it, but somebody somewhere said once that there's three videos. There's the video in the script. There's the video on the set on the shooting day. Mm -hmm. And then there's the video uh, in the editing room. Mm -hmm. And there are three different videos. 
But ultimately what you see is the video that comes out of the editing room. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it it can live or die. Specifically, it, it can flop at any point of the process. Mm-hmm. But the last place that it can live or die is in the edit. And you can take... I mean, it you're it, you're not wrong. It is an important process where you can take beautifully shot footage and wind up with a mediocre product, and vice mm-hmm. versa. Vice versa, you can take <laughs> mediocre footage mm-hmm. and have a great product, have mm-hmm. a great finished product, depending on the edit. Right. So. So how yeah. do you how do you make choices when you edit? Talk, walk us through that a little. Well, you gave the example of the would you rather's. So mm-hmm. let me set that up just a little bit for our listeners. Mm-hmm. That we had a set of questions that we asked everybody. We just had them one at a time read through and answer them. So it's a um, it's a, like a reaction video. Mm-hmm. Them reacting to the question. So. When I sit down to edit one of these, I have, I'm doing one question at a time. Mm -hmm. So would you rather do this or would you rather do this? Um, And so then I'm watching through everybody's answer in full Mm -hmm. and sort of mentally noting moments that made me laugh. Like what, what were some of the funniest things, right? Mm-hmm. So if I can, if there are, let's say, for example, five moments that made me actually laugh out loud, well, that's a good indication that other people are going to laugh too. So I'm going to take those top moments and not in a prescriptive way, but just loosely, I want those spread out so that as you use the term ebb and flow, so that mm-hmm. the pacing sort of ebbs and flows and that there's these payoffs sprinkled mm-hmm. throughout the video. And then I'll sort of fill that in, try to fill that in. Are there are there answers that are sort of the same? Maybe I'll group those together. Are, mm-hmm. there, are there answers that are completely different that would be funny if they were smashed together mm-hmm. uh, played one, one right after the other or are there answers that um, <clears throat> you can sort of cut in a way that they're perhaps like they're thinking about a moment and so you can kind of elevate them Mm -hmm. thinking about it by here's a clip of them thinking and then somebody else says something and then you're back to them still thinking and then somebody else says right and sort Mm -hmm. of extend out the moment of Mm -hmm. that and maybe take a moment that was okay and elevate it to Mm -hmm. something that's funnier Mm -hmm. or uh i hope any of this is making sense well can i before you move on the other thing specifically that instance you just talked about you can take something that just felt like a little awkward, like on the day when you're talking mm-hmm. about that, trying to figure, trying to think of an answer thing, that when we're actually sitting there in the room on the day, we're maybe squirming because we're like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I just don't like this is 
actually boring and it's kind of upsetting that this is happening. <laughs> but then in editing it the way you can, make it um, – Make it more of make it more of a moment with that person. Like turn it into a bit. Turn it into a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in and that that's more of a specific instance that series because because the point of those is comedy, mm-hmm. right? So there's just some I mean, there's all there's lots of different aspects of comedy and lots of different structures of and so loosely just trying to and th- this is where it's hard for me especially on that project where it's like it's just so it's almost like cobbling it together mm-hmm. if that even makes sense because it's like okay it literally and with so many like eight or nine different people um i i'm going from one timeline is what you edit on but i have one timeline of just the clips themselves mm-hmm. And then I have another timeline that's sort of my first draft, if you will. So I'm taking, okay, there was a moment, now I'm moving that up. Is it beginning, middle, and just Mm -hmm. roughly putting it in a spot and then just sort of piecing it together Mm -hmm. little by little until I know I've I've extracted from the clip timeline all of the bits that I want to use and then going up to then my first draft, watching it through, do I need to move anything around? Mm-hmm. Is there, by placing things together, is there, can I play off of something and make it, you know, elevate that by mm-hmm. maybe making a cut back and forth, like I said, or or as I then have all the clips that I want to use laid out and I watch it back through, maybe maybe I see like, okay, there's something at the end that would work better in here or mm-hmm. building, here's this more of a, a, a longer moment that can sort of give the audience time to breathe and regroup as somebody's answering. So I'm going to just let that play and then maybe before or after that I can do a different pacing that can mm-hmm. either be a break from a quick pacing or a getting ready for a quicker pacing, or mm-hmm. just all of does that. any of that make sense? It all makes sense. Okay, it all makes sense. So there's a lot that goes into it. That's not helpful at all. That no, that's to say that precisely. Just tell people that. Right. It's it's just it's a lot. Mm-hmm. If I could give a couple tips I guess some actionable things if you're looking at sitting down to an edit is really make it shorter just always make Mm -hmm. it shorter cut 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 stuff out Um, and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do Mm -hmm. because there's so much that you want to say but Mm -hmm. we were just talking about this the other day sometimes like it's not impactful to say the same thing over and over and over again. Right, right. It's more impactful to say different things. Or if what you have is the same thing over and over and over again, then just do it once mm-hmm. and let it ride. Right. Well, uh, and the thing that we've talked about that maybe is helpful um, to anybody who might be thinking of doing this kind of thing with the people they work with or with their family, like people they're familiar with, a question that we have asked ourselves once you get to the like to the editing part is is that funny 
inherently, or is that funny to us? Mm-hmm. So is it funny because we know that person? Right. If that's what you're trying, or like whatever emotion, yeah. does that mean something yeah. because we know the person, or does that mean something by itself? Right. And will a stranger get that? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Because that that is a big difference, and and it's always and especially in an entertaining piece, I have to check that as well because. I most of the time know these people. So Mm. am I editing this in a way that's funny to me because I know these people? Or is it genuinely, if I don't, without context, Mm -hmm. is it still humorous? Right. Which is really hard to get out of your own head about. Mm -hmm. But. And that's not to say uh, if if you were creating something that you're making for yourself, it's not to say you don't edit it because it's funny to you because you know the person, mm-hmm. right? It's to say, if you want to appeal to, a, if you want to show it to other people, you don't want the end of that to be, you know, that person you're sitting next to just looking at you blankly and you going, oh, I guess you had to be there. Right. Because that's not funny. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Can it stand on its own? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So talk... We really should, we're getting real long here. Yeah. So long. We're going to wrap up in just under four minutes so that we don't top an hour and a half. Okay. Then give us 60 seconds okay. on in the post-production. I'm going to do that to you sometime. Just give me 60 seconds on this. And I'll just cut you off. That would be a really fun experiment. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. 60 seconds on. 60 seconds on. That post-production editing and the interaction that you have to, how, how it is working on a team. Because you, while you have a lot of creative, uh, it's taking 60 seconds to ask this. <laughs> while you have plane, creative um, control while you're editing. Mm-hmm. Um, Still at work the, on a team. When you're done with it, the team has to like specifically there's people you report to that have to like it um so give us a hint of what that's like it can be difficult oh the the reason i say it can be difficult is because it is so it's a thing that you created right Mm -hmm. and so it can be hard to receive uh constructive criticism on that Mm -hmm. but to our team's credit, I think that we're able to do that really well and always, like, we just understand that the reason we're giving constructive criticism is for the betterment of the project. Mm -hmm. So check your ego Mm -hmm. and let's make this better. Right. Um, But, yeah, as far as the process goes, it's always show... Right, I'm not the last set of eyes on the thing. Mm-hmm. It's it goes to you, the co-creator in the project. It goes to Ben as sort. And what's really helpful about that is that Ben, for the most part, stays out of the process. Mm-hmm. And what that allows him to do is really when we come to him with this almost finished product, mm-hmm. to really be able to offer that more of an outside view. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't know... Sure, he may know some of the people in there. Mm-hmm. So if it's an, a, a comedy thing, he might get some of that. But as far as the 
the production side of it goes, he can really bring that outside perspective to say, I'm not sure why you made this choice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't serve the purpose or right. things like that. Or this this thing needs to change to be better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So because a couple of things that can happen, the two things that we've experienced, I think, um, are number one, we can be a little precious about it. We can yeah. we can sort of be like, this is our absolute perfect effort, and that thing is exactly the way that we envisioned it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by being too precious. And also, we can be burnt out on something, which is another thing that's happened, where yeah. we've gone, we screwed that up on the day. That wasn't, the, that thing wasn't good enough on the day. Mm-hmm. And on now, the production day. Right, on the production day. And now this is what we have. And or, so, or any step of the process. Right. Maybe right. it just was, it just didn't come together in the edit and, or I didn't feel it, like just struggled right. through the edit. Yeah. And. And now we're burnt out. Yeah. And now we don't want it. Now we are running the risk of putting out something that is good enough mm-hmm. and not actually good. And so he can, Ben can be that outside perspective, like, no, it actually, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's good. Right. It's fine. Right. Like, or flip side, yeah. which I think he's only done one time. And he did not say it's not good enough. But he one time he did tell us to reshoot something. Mm-hmm. And he was right. Yeah. And we hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was right. And the project was better for it. Right. So that's right. where that trust in the team comes mm-hmm. in. And it's all about making the product better. Right. So we should probably wrap up. We should. This is so fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's a pity that we don't get to talk about this every day. <laughs> so uh, we hope any of this has been useful. I, yeah. I know it, it's never, I, I always feel bad because I could talk for days and days and days. I mean, mm-hmm. just I could talk for days, but also about what we do. And specifically, I hope it's actionable. Right. I think if I'm going, let's each give one piece of advice. Okay. Kay. To who? To anybody who's thinking, like, anybody who tuned in, just thinking, like, this is about making videos. Maybe I'll listen to it because these two seem like jerks. <laughs> these two jerks can do it. Maybe I can do it. So yeah. somebody who wants to try it. Okay. So one piece of advice. Do you want to go first? Do you have a piece of advice? Uh, sure. So this is more tailored to somebody who has maybe not shot video before listener. If you have never shot video or done a dabbled in video, uh, just keep going, just do Mm -hmm. it, keep doing it and, uh, keep, keep doing it and keep learning Mm -hmm. from it about it. Again, I'll plug YouTube as a source of learning, but there's other sources of learning out there. But just learn about it. Learn from what you did. Go do something. Mm-hmm. Do it again. Learn about it. Do it over right. and over again. Right. Look at what you did mm-hmm. with a skeptical eye and decide what you can do differently next time. And don't be afraid to put it out. Just just put it out there. Right. Done is better than perfect. Right. That's good. I like that a lot. 
but do it because you're going to love to do it. Don't do it because you think you're going to make a viral video mm. because that's not how you make a viral video. Right. Do it because... I mean, sometimes it is, but do it that's be- not a strategy. Do it because you <laughs> love it, because it serves what you want to do. Yeah. 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 Good. Was that your piece of advice? That I might be, yeah. I'm going to stop there. I think I played Okay. Out. Very nice. Okay. So do it and do it because you want to, and it it, it serves what you want to do. Right. Sweet. Okay. So now we're wrapping up. Mm-hmm. So that we don't top out the absolute longest we've ever done it. <laughs> um, so this is your friendly reminder. Thank you so much for listening. You can always find us on anchor.fm and, or iTunes. Or you can visit our blog, simplicity.coop slash blog. And you can go back and listen to all of our episodes. This is episode maybe 22? 22, 23. 22, 23. So we've, we're crushing it. So there are, if, you, if this is the first time you're listening, you That's have like a lot that you can listen to uh, varying degrees of quality. So good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> it gets worse as it goes back. Yes. So that's on us. We own yes. that. Oh, and also uh, we'll include some links. We'll include some links to some of the work that we did. And if you have anything, any YouTube stuff that you would recommend to people, we'll include that as well on the blog. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Thank you again for sticking with us to the end. Possibly a record setter on length. Sorry about that. This is Sue and Vince signing off for now, and we'll see you next time.